0: Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. This is my favorite series all year long i know that's crazy and i've done a lot of i've done a lot of series i've done a lot of preaching at this church we're almost seven years old september we turned seven and that's a lot to celebrate because if you know me that's a miracle you know so modern day miracle but there is a lot to celebrate you guys come on 15 people getting baptized in just about 30 minutes People are getting saved at this church. People are getting baptized at this church. People are finding freedom at this church. People are discovering their purpose and they're making a difference at this church. And it's all because you guys are bringing your friends to this church. It's all because of the anointing and the favor that God has on this church. If you'll do me a favor, I want to cut out a lot of the fluff and dive right into God's word. I know some of you guys have been waiting for that for like six and a half years. Uh, You're laughing a little bit too hard. This is not, if those of you guys are like, oh, this is a judgmental church. Everybody judges me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do you solid and judge you back. Um, <clears throat> I want to jump right into the, the word today. I'm very excited about all things that God is doing. I want to share a little bit of my story and kind of where God's brought me at in the last two weeks. And I'm just so thankful, man, we've, we've. Came out of Easter and, and, and God's done some incredible things. He's brought some people. And then we roll into uh, the very next week and Diane did an incredible job. And then last, or two weeks ago, Pastor David began to talk to us about this idea of good grace. And last week we talked about it a little bit more. But I want to preach a message to you today called Clothed in Grace. Clothed in Grace. For those of you guys that have ADHD at a whole nother level, I don't want you to be like, why are those clothes up there? It makes sense now, right? I want to preach a message to you today called Clothed, Clothed in Grace. Last week was only grace, only grace. It's all about the grace of God. But today the message is called clothe, clothed in grace. We've been looking at a passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. And we've kind of memorized it a little bit. But the Bible says that you're saved by God's grace. The verse could end with a period there. You're saved by God's grace, period. That's it. It is all about the grace of God. And we're so thankful for that. The Bible says it's not about works of righteousness. It's not about doing good things. It's only the grace of God. It's not about works, or you guys would think it's about you. It's not about you. It might be about you at your house, but it is not about you in God's house. One of our core values at this church is we aim to please God, and that is it. We aim to please God. And that is, it. did you know this, that the number one thing that the enemy loves to use in churches in America today is division. It's division. It's not less money. It's not bad leaders. It's division. If he gets to sow a little bit of division inside the church, then the whole thing can fall apart. And the enemy knows that. And so God tells, I want you guys to have this grace thing, and I want you to handle it well. I don't want you boasting about yourself, but it's the grace of God that's going to help you to get to where God wants you to be at. It's only the grace of God. It is only only the grace of God. And so he says to us in Ephesians 8, "You're saved by God's grace, not of works, lest any man should boast." And then he goes out and tells he goes, "Hey, guys, I want you to know I have prepared a work for you to go out there and do. After you've been saved, your life should look like something. After you're saved, there should be some evidences of God's grace in your life. We're going to talk about that talk about that next week. But if the word, definition that we used for the word grace a few weeks ago was unmerited favor unmerited, just the favor of God, unmerited, undeserved. I mean, we just, God knew we needed it. He's like, here, you need some grace. Like, here's the grace. All the grace dumped on us. And I'm so thankful that he did it. I preached a message to you guys in 2020, a whole series um, called Plot 2020, a whole series twist. hot And I didn't apply it. Like, it was a really, like, a lot of y'all didn't. Like, yo, oh, Pastor West, I needed that. <laughs> I didn't apply it. And God made me apply it two weeks ago. It was miserable, but... I'm glad he did what he did. I'm glad he's working in me. I'm glad he's not just using me to to. For, I'm just glad God's not working in you guys I see so many. I see so much growth. One of our guys, one of our guys sent me a message the other day: a thousand days in a row in the Bible app. A thousand three years in the Bible app. That's a long time. That's a that that. There's seeds, they're sowing of transformation when you get in God's Word for three years in a row. So I begin to look at all the growth and see all the different stories and seeing you bring your family and seeing you guys bring your family and seeing you you bring your friends and you guys, you bringing your whole entire family. And I'm glad you brought your sister because she needed Jesus. And so I'm kidding. This guy brought his whole family and and this girl has come and she's gotten saved in a group and these guys will bring their family. And this guy, I had had lunch with him a few months ago. He's like, hey, I need a Bible. And I was like, I love to. And I love to see the growth in, in Chris's life. He needed lots of growth and the growth in Justin's life. Come on, somebody, if you know Justin. He needed, Anna came a few weeks ago, gave her life to Christ. I see so much growth, and I'm going, God, I do not want to have a church with lots of growth without, without, without me with a lot of growth. I want to grow, God. And God's like, cool, here's your moment. Here you go. I got something for you. And so he gave it to me. So I want to, I'm going to preach the whole entire Plot Twist series to you guys in about seven minutes, if that's okay with you guys. You're like, why didn't you do that in 2020? <laughs> again, you're judging me again. A lot, of, I thought we were exercised all the judgmental people out with COVID. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Here's what the Bible says. Genesis chapter 37, I'm gonna get right into it. Genesis chapter 37, verse one, the Bible says this. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner, okay? There's a lot there, but again, I've got seven minutes. So this is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers and the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things that his brother were doing, his brothers were doing. Verse 3 says this, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. I can relate with that. I don't know if they're in here, so I'm just going to stay looking at my scripture. I'm kidding. Uh, "Jacob, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him at an old age. My, my, my respects like, hey, you came, at a, you came when I, I thought I was over and then here you go, surprise, you know? I have a friend of mine, he had, a, he had a third kid, but he calls his third kid, the gap was so far, he calls his third kid his grandchild. That's wrong. I mean, he did it, not me, you know what I'm saying? So Jacob loved Joseph more and he gave him this beautiful jacket. But his, brother, his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. This guy, Joseph, that we're gonna read about today, he had this son named Jacob, and Jacob, I'm sorry, Jacob, he, he had there's a guy named Jacob, and we Jacob's well. And there's so many things in scripture where we see this guy named guy, guy named Jacob, and he was a foreigner in this land, and he has this son named Joseph, and he gives Joseph this is him this incredible jacket. This really, really nice jacket. Had all the different, had lots of colors on it, but this is incredible, incredible jacket, and Joseph wore it proudly, as you would too. It was fine linen, it was nice, it probably was comfortable, and it wasn't a jacket like this, but this was more of a robe and it was down here. And and people were like, oh, here comes Joseph. Here comes, here's Goody 2 know I know a lot about a coat of many colors. When I was younger, my mom took us to Disney. My grandma took us to Disney. She saved all of her tickets up and she was taking all of her kids and all of her grandkids to Disney. My grandma retired from Disney. She worked there for like 30 something years. And it was incredible. And my mom was like, hey, matching outfits. Now you've heard me say this before. I don't know if that's a black people thing or a white people thing. But when you go to a theme park with all your family, you get new shoes and you get a new outfit. And my mom, uh, this is going to date me. A lot of you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Mom's in here today. But my mom, my mom went to this kid store. I don't even know what the name of the store was. But their brands of the shorts that she got me, the pants, were Cherokee. Moms, anybody? you remember Cherokee? <laughs> you guys, they had every single color on the shorts. And it was the palette of like lime green, lime orange, like brother wear for sure. Like, and the shirt was lime green. Why'd y'all laugh when I said brother wear? Why did y'all get that? It was a lime green shirt and it matched these shorts at all the colors. That's Joseph. He has all, I mean, it's head to toe. And the Bible says that his brothers, they didn't like him. One day Joseph says to his, Joseph says to, to um, Jacob says to Joseph, hey, go out there and I want you to go check on your brothers. Let's find out what happens when he goes to check on his brothers. In just two verses, we see what happens. Chapter 37, verse 23, the Bible says this to us. um, Verse 23, let me make sure. Oh, let me read verse 14 first. No, 23 is good, 23 is good. (laughs) I gotta go quick, so. Verse 23 says, so Joseph gets there and his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. They grabbed him and they threw him into a cistern. That's how it's going. Anybody ever felt like you've been there before? where things are falling apart. Anybody remember, anybody remember COVID-19, 20, 21, 22? Like, you, anybody remember that devastating news that you got that Pete, like, he, they just throw him into a cistern. The good news is, is that they, instead of leaving him in the cistern, they yank him out of the cistern. And the Bible says that they, they take his jacket off. They were gonna kill him. They were gonna murder him. They go throw him in the cistern, cistern. But one of the brothers goes, hey guys, let's not do that. And this caravan is coming by. And instead of killing him, the Bible tells us, They take his jacket, they throw it away, dip it in blood, all the things. You've read the story, you were here in 2020. The Bible says they sell him into into slavery. Verse 39, you see what happens. We're gonna pick up on a story. But Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders. He was purchased by by getting Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, high-ranking guy. The Bible says in verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. Again, the favor of God, the unmerited favor was on Joseph's life through this whole entire story. So So Joseph gets into Potiphar's house and he succeeds in everything that he does. He served in the home of the Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and he realized that the Lord was with Joseph. The favor of God was on Joseph's life, giving him success in everything that he did this pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Potiphar, I'm sorry, he, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything that he owned. The favor of God is on Joseph's life, so would we all agree to snide your head? We see him, his dad says, hey, what a great, incredible job, just living life. Here, son, I'm so proud of you. Here's the unmerited favor of God. He goes out to see his brothers, and they take him. Instead of him dying, he could have died. Some of you guys are like, oh, man, he, they were going to kill him. Like, that's bad news, but the good news is, is they didn't kill him. One of our, one of our uh, social media handles that we follow is, what is, is the, uh, it's called Parent Cue, and it's, it's all the cues that we get from this organization to help us, we share with you guys as parents. And one of the Parent Cues this week was teach your kids to see the good. That's was, that was good, right, Matt? Matt and I get that. That's the thing Matt and I talk about. Like, everything can be falling apart, but let's teach them to see the good. So all throughout this story, that's your message, right? You're totally tracking me. Like all throughout Joseph's life, bad thing, but there's good. He has, he's hated, but he has a jacket. He was in a cistern. They, his brothers hated him. They were going to kill him. But instead, they take him out of there. Things keep on getting, what you and I would say, things keep on getting worse for Potiphar. So here's, here's what happens. Potiphar's wife is like, yo, this dude is fine. And she tries to attack him. And he runs out. He, just, he left. The Bible says he ran away as fast as he could, but she kept his, she kept his jacket. If I was Joseph, I'd quit wearing jackets. <laughs> Come on, that's just practical advice. <laughs> so the Bible says he ran out, and he leaves the jacket behind, and she goes to her husband, and she's like, Hey, your guy that has all the favor on him, the guy that you, you promoted, even I liked him, though. She didn't say that to him. But the Bible says he, he gets promoted, He's doing well. And then this happens to him and his life begins to sink. So we see him in a pit. We see him at Potiphar's house. And then in Genesis chapter 39, a little bit more of a story. Genesis chapter 39, verse 19. Potiphar was so mad at him. The Bible says that when she heard, he took his wife's word for it. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph. I mean, everywhere Joseph goes, he has the favor of God on his life. So to fast forward the story, because again, I've only got two more minutes to tell you the whole entire message series, but the Bible says that he receives favor again. There's a couple guys in there and they're like, hey, I have a dream. And Joseph's like, I've been known to interpret a dream or two, but if you want to try me, then I can give it to you. And so he begins to interpret these guys' dreams. Well, if you start interpreting dreams, the word gets out pretty quickly that you have favor, that you have direct, direct um, line with God. People want to know about that. A lot of times people say, Pastor, would you pray for me? And the first thing I say to them, Eric, is I'm like, you have direct access to the Father the same way I do. People think for some reason that my prayers are more spiritual. You guys know me long enough to know that my prayers are not more spiritual than yours. People love when I pray for the food because it sounds like this, Dear God, thank you for this food. All right, let's eat. Like people love, people think this, this eloquent pastor prayer is about to come. Like, yo, we're, are we thanking God for the food or not? If you want to pray for the missionaries, then let's get together later and we'll pray for the missionaries. All the things, so Potiphar, it's like one step forward, and we can relate. It is two steps back, but the whole entire way, he's in this pit, and he he gets some favor. He's in Potiphar's house, and he finds favor, and he's in prison. Well, word gets out that he can tell, he can interpret these dreams because people would tell him, and he would say, "Hey God, what do you got?" They're asking me, and God uses this. God uses this dream telling as his, as his platform. He has this platform, and you have a platform, and you have a platform. This football player for West Orange High School, he has a platform. You have a platform from coaching your son, and you go to the gym, and you have a platform, and you have a platform. Every we go, and you have a platform, my friend, and you have a platform, and you have a platform, and you have a platform, you have a platform. He uses this platform in prison. He uses this platform of being able to tell dreams. He begins to share it with people. We all have a platform. A lot of people like, well, I wish I had that platform. Most people don't realize they have a platform because you are looking at somebody else's platform. Wish I had their platform. No, use your platform. You know my first platform? My platform was a riding lawnmower, John Deere riding lawnmower at Eastland Baptist Church. I would just cut grass. That was my platform. Did you know if you steward a platform like that, you'll get another platform? The next platform, I got a a promotion. I was so good at mowing lawn, they promoted me to picking up trash. This generation, y'all don't know anything about what I'm talking about. This old school generation is like, this is my guy. I like this guy. He's into hard work he's in corporal punishment he's my guy i'm totally in totally in this message we see so many that's how you do it i just don't you know i don't i just you know just wish i was in charge you're not going to be in charge until you be in charge of what you got you're not going to get a bigger platform unless you steward this platform and so then after that i was a youth pastor i was just a youth pastor and i stewarded that platform and it was five kids in there and we went from five to ten to fifteen to twenty up to 80 kids in eight months. That was the platform. I just stewarded the platform. And I platformed that well. I, I stewarded that platform well. And Emily's dad, who sang up here, never lost an incredible job. Her, her dad said, I'm going to give you another platform. And so I had this little platform of just middle school kids. And then they gave me a middle school platform and they gave me a high school platform. When I got there, there was five kids and there was 10 leaders in high school. I was so excited because there was lots of leaders, but there was no kids. And I just threw it at that platform and got to the next platform. Along the way, I got a little sideways and got a little bit judgmental and, and, and all the things I, have, I had to work through, and God began to use me, but I keep on working up for more platforms. And you don't have to go looking for the platforms. You just got to do what God's called you to do, where you're at. You just have to, st- here's, here's a word for someone like, ah, I'm not going to be a preacher. God wants to use you. It says that. That's, we're going to talk about that next week. So the story continues. He does a good job, you guys, with telling these dreams. In chapter 39, verse 19, they throw him in prison, and then he finds his way out of the prison. Guess where he finds himself at? From the pit all, you've already heard the story. It doesn't really matter. He gets all the way to the palace. There's no spoiler. We've already preached this in 2020. You can go back and watch it. I took a week on each of these. Took a week on the the pit, a week at Potiphar's house, a week at the prison, and we spent a week at the palace. Four weeks, and I didn't apply it. So, verse 41, again, a few more verses. This is the most amount of scripture. This is the longest story we've ever told in a short amount of time. I'm finding the good in it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm way over time, but I'm just finding the good in it. 41, I wanna get us to worship because I think there's something about worshiping when you're in a season of bleeding. Last week I I was introduced with this phrase, you gotta lead lead in the bleed. And I just think you gotta praise before the breakthrough. I think so many people are waiting for all the pieces to work out and then they're gonna praise God, but the problem is you're never gonna praise God when things all work out because God didn't design it that way. He designed for you to praise him as you're going and then eventually the breakthrough happens. I heard someone say recently this week that a lot, of, a lot of people are praying for God to do things that we can do ourselves. I was like, dang. For example, God doesn't make tables, but you know what he does make? He makes trees. Some of us are praying that God would, God would bless our finances and God's going, I really can't do anything with that. You don't even have a budget. Like that's practical, right? Like that's common sense. He's going, I can't bless it. You're not even giving me the first part. Like all throughout scripture, we see when we give God the first, then he blesses the rest. So we can't, you're asking God to do things. I wish God would just help me. I wish God would help me be a better husband. Like, you know, you can do something about that. You can go home earlier. You could go on a date night. I mean, that's, that's you can go back and watch the sermon series. Let me get back. <laughs> I take two weeks off and I'm ready to go. 41, chapter 41, verse 40. The Bible says, chapter 41, verse 40. Bible says this, he gets into the prison and here's what the Pharaoh says. You're gonna be in charge of all my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land. The favor, everyone just say favor. That's, that's his life. That's his life, favor. I was, looking at my, I was looking through my wardrobe the other day and I got this jacket that I wanna show you guys. Um, I got this jacket and this is where I this is where the message came the, the message came for me when I looked at all this stuff I looked through all these things I'm like man look at this happen look at this happen look at happen look at happen look at happen look at happen I mean the pit, the pit all these things all this bad 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 stuff I'm going, oh my goodness look at all this bad stuff and God's like hey there's a verse you have to go all the way back to the very beginning because I'm trying to figure out how he keeps on going how do you go when you're in the pit how do you go when you have an accusation against you at Potiphar's house? How do you go, keep on going when you're in a prison cell? That's the point of when you give up. If you study all these guys that are, that are prisoner of wars, the, the, the POWs, all the guys that have made it out of war, they say they have something in common. And the guys that make it out, you know what they say? We're just going to make it one day at a time. The guys that die go, if we could just make it to Christmas, if we could just make it to to Easter, and they're going, no, if you just take it one day at a time, those usually those guys build up enough resiliency, and they make it to the next day, and then you make it to the next day, you make it to the next day, so I read this whole entire story, I'm in this pity party all by myself, I'm discouraged, there's things that are not going the way that I think that they should go, I'm out on a walk all by myself, I'm walking down, um, I'm walking down the road I live on, and, um, and, I'm, and God's speaking to me, he's like, go back to the beginning, and what he says is, I'm like, all right, what's the beginning, God, he's like, you remember where it all started, and it all started with the jacket. This is where the favor, the favor was like, hey, favor of God, boom. I'm not gonna put this jacket on, say, but this jacket, this was a gift to me. I didn't earn this I didn't earn this jacket. Someone, someone literally gave this to me. I bought a lot of jackets. I'll be honest with you. I bought most of these jackets, and can I be honest with you? None of them cost as much combined as this one jacket. So I'm a pastor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just a little bit different. But this guy, he. This guy gave this jacket, and I was so thankful for this jacket. And so you know what I mean? I'm doing, I looked at the price tag. I'm like, how nice is the gift? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we working with? You know what I'm saying, Can It just make sense. What are we working with? And it was marketed out, because when you give somebody a gift, you don't want the, it's not about the tag. Well, there's a message. That wasn't even the message. But it ain't about the, it ain't about the price tag. They marketed it out. I'm a gift guy. I can, I can smell the price tag. I, just, I mean, when you're a gift guy, you, I'm, you, I'm like looking at it closer this jacket's nice, man, when you put it on, he's it, it, like, hey, when you get this jacket, you go to the such and such place, and you put it on, and they, and they fit it for you, so I put this jacket on, you guys, I walk in there, and the lady says, hey, you know, she, I'm talking to her about my church, I'm inviting her to church, she's like, you know what, you don't have to invite me to your church, I'm like, oh, she's like, is your dad John Beecham, I know your dad, he's already invited me to your church, come on, so I put the jacket on, and I'm like, let's check, this. they got it fit just right, I, I mean, this is pre-COVID, I don't know if it fits anymore, but the point is, this jacket's so nice, you guys. I did nothing to earn this. And God said to me, "Hey, I'm just gonna ask, the verse I preached last week." He, gave, he said, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" I was like, "Yeah, God, what do you want?" It's just me and you on this road out here. <laughs> it's me and you, my headphones, <laughs> and um, passing by Coach Gross's house, passed pass by another friend of mine's house, and just walking. And, and he says, "Is my grace sufficient for you?" And I was like. Of course it is. And he's like, it's not really. I'm like, you didn't let me finish the answer. <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, my is my grace sufficient? I preached that passage scripture last week, First Corinthians chapter twelve. Is my grace sufficient for all all, all you need? And I was like, yeah. He's like, then, then don't forget that you have the favor of God in your life. You have unmerited favor on your life, and so God was beginning to speak to me. And I want to give you two things about the favor of God, about the grace of God in your life. Here's the reality: is that you do nothing to get the grace. You did nothing to get the grace of God. There is nothing that you've done to get the grace of God. It's only grace period. There's nothing that you could do to get. I didn't ask for this jacket. I didn't chip in on the jacket. I couldn't chip in on it Be a very small chip. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just was given this gift and I put it on and I went to the store and they measured me out. And I was like, yo, this guy looks fine in this jacket. Like I, I just did nothing. All I did was just got the grace. And I realized God was to me, hey, you've received a lot of favor from this guy. I don't even know how I, I didn't earn the favor from this guy. But for something, that he he's, he's saw me, and I've, there's something about me and the connection, he's like, hey, there's favor. And there's been seasons of my life with this guy. I've been in the pit, and I've been in Potiphar's house. But all throughout it, me and this guy, he just keeps on giving favor to me. He just keeps on getting favor to me. And I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm so, so thankful for the unmerited favor of God, the grace of God. But you guys know how this works. We take this jacket off because we're ridiculous and the enemy's like come on into my store get on in here i got a deal for you today (laughs) i could give you seven jackets for the price of one and that's what the devil does to us and so instead of wearing the jacket of grace with my chest held high i've got the grace of god in my life God's blessed me. He's given me favor. And I'm his son and I'm his daughter and I'm called according to his plan and he's anointed me. And I, instead of walking around with that grace of God in my life, I start selling for cheap imitations. And the devil's like, yo, here you go, wear this. This is called bitterness. You need to wear this because things aren't going the way you thought they would go. Here's some bitterness. <laughs> Try this jacket on. This one, this, this one's tight. <laughs> like You're going to like this one. And the devil sells the lie, and for some reason, we trade out the expensive thing we spent. We send out the, fair, the favor and the grace of God, and we go for cheap imitations. We, y'all, me. And God reminded me to he hey. So we put. On, he's like, oh, you don't like bitterness. You know, how about this one? Pride. Put on pride. You're gonna. You're gonna look. Pride's gonna look so good on you. You're. You're so incredible, Wes. you're you're so incredible whatever your name is from the bank you're you're, you you are so anointed you are so and you begin to go well yeah man he's right i mean the devil's right the devil uses freebie the devil uses the same words that god uses he just uses them out of context so here try this on he's like try this on you're gonna like this one this is called disunity you're gonna like disunity because you're better than them so you need to be disunified from them they're better than you you can't really, you can't really get like, you guys don't even belong in the same room, same table. You don't really, so just try try some disunity on, you're gonna love disunity. Is that a word? Try that, you're gonna love it. You're like, oh, no, you're like, pride for you, the guys that called me out, pride. Oh, oh, try this on, this is called being judgmental. You get a jacket, you get a jacket. Don't we do that, I've been there before. If judgmentalness was a sport, I could probably beat a lot of y'all. I grew up in a legalistic church environment that says, if you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, then you're better than all the people who actually do it. This then, you're better than all the people who actually. That is not, that's not the grace of God. Unmerited favor. So here's what I want to encourage you guys today. Hopefully you'll like this one. You can do nothing to lose the grace of God. For, for, since I preached the series, this jacket has been in my closet. I've worn it a few times. You can do nothing to lose the grace of God. There's nothing that you can do. I don't care how many times you tried to wander away in the pit. Oh, I'm in the pit now. You can't lose the grace of God. I, oh, you know what? This I'm in the I'm in the Potiphar's house. You can't lose the grace of God against the accusations. You can't lose the grace of God in the prison in the prison system where you were doing things you shouldn't do. Joseph, Joseph never quit doing wrong he's like I've got the grace of God his whole entire life he keeps on the grace of God I want to encourage you today you've got the grace of God in your life what about you to stand to your feet come on can we thank God can we thank God for the grace of God in our life unmerited favor I'm gonna have the team come out and sing over us because here's why God said to me hey if you see me going down whatever road that we live on Grosses, I don't even know the name of the road is I know it's not and you see me singing, you can just rest assured that I'm gonna be praising God. Because I don't, I don't know anything else that can change me like praising. There's nothing else that changes you. So I don't know what you're at Say If you have the grace of God in your life and you call yourself a Christian, then you should be ready to go, full praise, full bore, ready to go. But also, if you're in here today and you find yourself in a pit season, because I've been talking to a lot of you guys and it sounds like a lot of pits has happened. A lot of pit keeps on happening to you. If you find yourself in a pit season, why don't you start praising? That way when you get out of the pits, you'll already be in a good position to be praising God. Maybe you find yourself in a season where you're like, I'm in the Potiphar's house. I got a little bit of grace, but I'm not, I don't know. Just start praising God. Can we just praise Him today? Can we just... Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.